Hello everybody, I am Lucia Matuonto and welcome to the Relatable Voice podcast, a talk show where my guests and I talk about relatable everyday situations, books and the environment we live in. Remember to subscribe and follow the podcast on social media so you can be notified when a new episode is available. Let's begin. Welcome back to the Relatable Voice podcast. On today's road trip, the RV is picking up Matt Lucas in Arizona. Matt is a professional martial artist, wellness coach, and author. He is the creator of Yama System, which redefines yoga and holistic wellness. His newest book is called The Journal Journey and is out now. Matt, welcome yes. to the RV. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Yes, of course. I'm so happy to have you here, Matt. And I understand that you are from all over and you have decided to leave Auckland. Where do you plan on leaving next? Uh, the, the plan is to find where I want to live next. Um, it's, it's a question of simplicity. I want, I want to, I'm moving away from being so public into doing writing and, and online things. So uh -huh. I want, uh, the rules are when you live in California, there's now a fire season and there's a drought and, but there is also this amazing food and the it's California. So I'm trying to find the balance of, uh, there. You know, I used to want to live in the middle of everything and now I want to kind of live in the middle of nowhere, but mm -hmm. I want water. So I'm, I'm on the search. Give me a year. I'll know. Nowadays, there are many Californians moving yeah. from California to Portugal yeah. or even Mexico. So yeah. do you have any idea why you think people are moving from this beautiful place? Well, it's a, it's a freedom thing and it's an expense thing. Portugal is one of the places that a lot of people are going because they have... Um, I think it's a non-habitual residency so you can make your money um externally or you know outside of portugal and and um I, I, a lot of it is tax things um mexico is just beautiful and again it's a freedom thing um a lot of people leave california i was living in commercial properties so at the drop of a hat they could double or triple your rent um and it's just it's expensive to be there and i know crime in my i lived in the in a very volatile place so um, where I was, was warehouses and I was there for years. And then when I left, I came back and it became the green zone, which is where all the cannabis distribution is. And what that made was a lot of people, um, had, were leaving with a lot of cash and product in their vehicles. And so therefore gangs and people were being followed home a lot. There was a lot of crime and then thousands of homeless people are just around there. So it's, it's hard to pay a lot of money for being in that type of environment. And so a lot of people are leaving for peace. Yes. And yeah. as you said, you need water. And I am more of a beach person. Yeah, 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 yeah. So if I can spend a large chunk of my life working in a tropical paradise, you can bet your life saving <laughs> on the fact that I will. Yeah. yeah, we're talking about water. And it's funny because I'm we're having this. I'm, this is just a pit stop in Arizona. But we're here. It's, you know, it's coming up on a, I got in my car today as 106 degrees and it's, it's just dry everywhere. And, um, it's, yeah. it's intense. It, 
it is intense out here. Yeah, yeah it's a pity. And Matt, you started to take your wellness and martial arts journey seriously at the age of 13. Yeah. Why did you start this path so young? Actually, no, it was actually younger than that. It was, um, I started when I was like five and then I got really serious around eight. And then 13 was when I started actually like touring as a professional musician. So my, the, the hard part to say this is my father was, uh, got ill. He got uh, Parkinson's disease and cancer when we were kids. And so we kind of had to just start working. Um, and, and so my brother and I, I mean, I've been working since I was 12. And so you just kind of do whatever it takes to make ends meet. And even though he was military and, and had a pretty good job, it just that there was a while there where the, no benefits were coming in. So we didn't know what we were going to do. And so um, the martial arts was the thing that kind of gave me the awareness, especially at that time. I mean, I, yeah, I put in my, I don't really like to talk about it too much, but I will just say uh, right before 13, I was, I was at run, running drugs and there's a lot of crime in that area. And when you're a child, you can't fight. You need to use your awareness. And, um, but it showed me the importance of needing these skills and, and also knowing how to communicate. And then I also went completely clean at age 13. So, you know, now I'm just, you know, drink some tea and some coffee, maybe if I'm feeling crazy, but other than that, um, I just, I just enjoyed art. And so I started performing and, um, playing in bands, rock bands and stuff. But um, yeah, martial arts has been the thing that allowed me to see the lessons inside the volatility. I always say, um, uh, one of my, I just did a workshop. It's actually free on the website. You can go there. Um, but I just did a workshop. And one of the questions on that is, please write about the wisdom that you gained from the things that you might rather forget or the things that terrified you. Like what you, there's wisdom there. And um, you can, sure. and it's all, and martial arts teaches you to see that healing and killing are kind of, it's yin and yang, right? Medicine is poison. And the, what turns medicine, what turns poison into medicine is intention, dosage, and training. And that's, that's what we're doing. So yes. yeah, yeah. I'm very grateful for my childhood. <laughs> wow. Yeah, for sure. We always learn something, even yeah. if it's something bad we learn and yeah. you created the yoga and martial arts system mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> explain what this is okay um so disclaimer i yes I, I sequenced the system but it was for myself and yoga actually was the first in legend has a yoga was the first martial art or was one of the first martial arts. It was the predecessor to what we know now as like Shaolin Kung Fu. If you, so if you, if you hear about, like, if you study Qigong or, or a lot mm -hmm. of the Shaolin Kung Fu, it looks a lot like the older martial art in India called Kalari. And, and then it also passed through the Middle East. And so I studied a lot of Middle Eastern martial arts. I studied a lot of yoga and a lot of Kung Fu, but I also had the privilege of learning yoga as a martial art. So there, it, in many ways, it's actually, once we became more privileged and affluent, we are oftentimes, we didn't, we were just able to focus on the spiritual side or just, you know, the athletic side or whatever we could take different pieces of it. But the way I learned it, it was all in one. And so it was, it's very funny to me how 
um, now that I'm bringing back something that is truly the original, people are like, this is new. And I'm like, no, 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 no. It, it was dead for a thousand years before you even heard about it. And, and so I sequenced it together because the classes were led and then I was out on the road. And so I noticed there's a system that they were doing. And then I was talking to this one teacher. He's like, this stuff is going to die. And I'm like, well, you know, I put it together in like a sequence. And just like yoga has forms, Kung Fu has forms, history is held in songs. And then the history of our movement was held in form. And so I said, well, this is this, the form or the song that I wrote for me to do this. And then as I traveled, people kept going, oh, I love this. I love this. I love this. And next thing you know, I'm training, you know, movie stars and you know, all this stuff because it's, I could say I created it because I know I actually, I just repurposed old wisdom. Yeah. Called the Yama system. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And your book is called the journal journey. Yes. What is this book about? Is about the system. Tell us a little bit more. Okay. All right. This is, so um, I'm best at journaling. And I, my joy is journaling. I was, I've been a songwriter since I was a kid. I've been writing since I was a kid. I've always wanted to be a writer. Mm -hmm. And the other thing is, is what I, what I was talking to, basically I was, when COVID hit, um, crisis started showing up and I started talking to different organizations about cause and effect. And I was like, Hey, um, I know you guys are the second, the world is split between essential and non-essential. You're going to create resource predators. You're going to create tribalism. You're going to create um, perceived threat, which is way worse than actual threat. You know what to do when you have to fight, but you don't really know what to do when someone, it, there's, this, there's why the worst torture is like psychological torture. And so I started talking to people about their mindset. And then I was working with some police officers and they asked me, to help them with some empathy training. And so I've been a mediator and I've worked with people that kind of want to hurt each other a lot. And so I was telling them, I, I'm always getting the most profound results, not from physical training, but when I take these people and take them through the mental training and the best safe place to create in that is your own mind is the journal, because I'm not asking a bunch of police officers or you know, people that are about to fight each other to stand up and talk about what's really on their mind. They need to write it down. And then one of the things that was driving people the most crazy was they were, they had nothing and they were told that they're no longer allowed to contribute. And, you know, you're inessential, go on, go stay inside. And people just wanted to help. And so by tapping into your thoughts and by tapping into the ways that you communicate and the tools that are inside you, you can actually tap into the way that you think and the story you're telling yourself. And that, I mean, literally the, the week I put this book out, um, I handed it to some people that were literally on the brink of suicide and, you know, they're just like, thank you so much. Um, and I, you know, the, a buddy of mine just said, Hey, you need to write all these exercises you do with people down in a book. And so he did it for me. I just, I just wrote it and he designed it. And so, yeah, it's mm -hmm. a book training you how to think and how to witness the constant things in your life that you may no longer be conscious of. And once the constant is conscious again, you can choose if you want it or not. You know what I mean? It's yeah. kind of like going through an old closet and you're like, Hey, I didn't know I had this. And then you're like, eh, I don't want it. Or, Oh, wow. I have, you know, and you, you're kind of oh. going through it. So yeah, it's right here. Yeah. I have it with me all the time. Interesting. I love it. Can I see the cover? I, the, our yeah. 
Listeners are not seeing it, but I can say that I can see a octopus. It's a yes. It's a it's the nine legged octopus. Uh, I, I added a leg when I was making the logo. I was like, you know what? It needs something different, so I added a leg. Okay, yeah. I can see that as well. <laughs> right? Yeah. So Matt, you were always a creative person, as I can see, because yeah, you used to also be a musician. So what was your inspiration to write this book? One of the things that I'm always telling people is learn to flip your scripts and learn to look at, right now we're looking at people's states of mind. We're, We're reactionary as a culture. We're just reactionary, outrage based, emotional based. And then Then we started, I started working in the Bay Area and there was always this phrase that would go around and people would talk about your truth. And um, there's no such thing as your truth. It's your story. And if you think it's, if you think your truth is the truth, the gap between your truth and the truth is your suffering. And so what I started working with people on is like changing their story of being like, Yes, you want to, like, for example, an artist and practice, like what you want to happen when you play guitar versus what's actually happening when you play guitar at first is really different. And then the more you practice, that gap starts slowing down. And the next thing you know, the thing that's happening when you play guitar is actually beyond what you could imagine. You're Jimi Hendrix just in flow. And so, but it's not going to happen if you take what, what I was watching was people were going into the self-help world and they were going into these retreats. And these people were trying to control their experience. Like by the end of this, you're going to know blank. And that's a lie. You cannot give anyone a skill. The only way you can, the only way you can attain a skill is through Kung Fu time and energy that is focused towards the divine. And so until you unwind your ability to understand that it's just about showing up and diving in and constantly staying in that transitional state of movement, of movement and flow, Um, you're going to get hurt. So when I made this book, it was about the fundamentals, not even the fundamentals. It was just exercises to say, Hey, this is how you think. Mm -hmm. And now that you know how you think, let's continue playing with that. It's like, this is music. Now let's keep playing music and let's keep finding different types of music. And it's little exercises. And what kind of the last point of that was in the self-help world, I had a friend that was going off into these corporate sales things and manifesting your abundance and all this other stuff. But I noticed that when people were manifesting, all they wanted was sales. All they wanted was money. All they wanted were these low level things when really they needed to break through all that and, and widen. And so it's, you're bound by your story. You're bound by your ego desire to climb a ladder that people are telling you, think this way, think this way. And you know, so I put this in the hands of uh, one of the editors that proofread this was one of the um, a defense department person that works with the science of decision making. And she was like, I wish more people could learn this because it teaches them how to think, not how we want them to think, but how you actually think. And so, yeah, that's why I wrote it. Um, too many people trying to control your experience right now. Yeah. It's boring. Yeah. There's no freedom. Yes. I yeah. love it. Thank you. This is how cults are formed. This is how charlatans are empowered because they charge you $20,000 to go to a retreat and you are not going to not believe it if you pay that amount of money. Right. And so, but, but, but so what they're going to do is they're going to teach you like when, when you join the military, they are going to teach you to think, but they're going to teach you how they need you to think because they're investing money in your future. 
And I mean, I, I've grew up around military. My father was military. My, my mentors were military. Um, the corporate world, same thing. We want you to be a company person, right? But the thing is, is you're better in a team when you know who you are, because then you know what you can contribute. And then you know how to share power, right? I'm good at this. You're good at that. It's not threatening me whenever you stand, you know, it's like, um, did you ever see the movie Goonies? Yes. Okay. So the, the way I look at it is um, when you know who you are, right? In Goonies, the map was in Spanish. So they weren't threatened when the kid that knew Spanish was reading the map. And then when they got to the piano that, um, you know, if you hit the wrong key, the floor would drop out. Mm -hmm. Then they weren't threatened by the kid that knew how to play piano. Right. But when you don't know who you are and you just want to be in charge, you're threatened by everything. And so, you know, it's like, basically I'm trying to turn you into a, into a Goonies. (laughs) Very well explained. And you. you mentioned something about empathy training by journal. Can you tell mm-hmm. us more about that? Oh yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll take you through the, so this one exercise is, it's one of the first exercises. I offer it for free. I do this with, it's on my online thing, but it's just called rant and rave. Right. And I was working with the cops on this where um, the first thing that I did with them was I was always like, Uh, what would it take for you to commit a crime? And everyone was like, you know, I wouldn't commit a crime. And I'm like, well, if you text and drive or drift through a stoplight, you're a criminal so, or drift through a stop sign. So you are a criminal. So it's all crime is relative. But then um, we have this exercise in here called report, rant and rave. And so in empathy training, what we're doing, um, what I was doing with this detective was um, I want you to, uh, we'll do it really quick. So if you could rant or complain about one thing right now, what would it be? complain about something i would complain about the gas price for example oh the gas price okay cool yeah and i could complain about the i I can always complain about the desert right and then what's something that you would just that you could just love what's something you could rave about Um, beach okay the beach all right i could also rave about the beach. Um, but my, I I could rave about like a good beverage, right? This is like chicory tea. Um, and so in, in the, in the empathy training, the first thing that I would do is, um, I would also rant about your gas prices, right? We could be like, Oh, you know, so if you're gone, then I can rant about it. Um, if you talk about the beach, I can talk about the beach. Right. But at the same time, can you flip your script? Can you actually find something good about the gas prices. I can, I, I tell everyone, challenge me. I can always find something. Yes, what is it? I can. For example, I feel more like going to the supermarket with my bike so I can yeah. save money yeah. and I can be fit. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So it, it, it makes, and I can rave about it too. Cause it's like, finally I'm, I, you know, it's like, I'm conscious of how much I drive. You know yes. what I mean? Also it, Yeah. 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 So it, it, even though, because of that pressure created consciousness now, can you complain about the beach? Uh, they should have more bathrooms around. Oh the yeah, beach. yeah. 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 More. Yeah. There's more bathrooms. Um, I could also complain about the beach. It's like, I'm not, you know, I don't like crowded places. So the most beautiful beaches are usually the most crowded and it's really hard to find. And now that with Instagram comes around all the, even the out of shape, you know, it's like, there's a million things. Yeah. And so there's a million things we can complain. So once we understand this, so now whenever I walk into an environment, the second I can start seeing where you're at, understanding that we can flip any script, it shows me that everything that we're doing is just a story, right? 
And, and it's funny because I was uh, a guy that just bought this was a, was one of those like really, really, really hardcore gun, um, you know, big truck driving Texan. And then we were talking about this and um, we were just talking. And then by the end of it, he buys the book and he was like, Hey man, thank you so much. He's like, this book made me realize we're just spirits. And, you know, I've been needing a teacher in this world and you showed up and he's like, thank you for the book. And, but it took him from fighting for like gun rights and all this other stuff. And then I, I'm doing a workshop soon on the real essence of the second amendment. And it's not about guns and it's about other things. And, you know, just follow me, we'll figure it out. But, um, and then he goes, you know, I never thought about it that way. And it was because of the creative mind of saying like, I can always approach things from a different angle to not only not threaten you, but to actually welcome you into the, the journey. You're taking me on a road trip. I'm taking you on a road trip. How do I welcome you into the vehicle? How do we share like, oh, why, oh, you're playing, you know, this weird country music. Why do you like this country music here? What do you like about it? Let's talk about some lyrics. It's, there's always something we can, we can play with. Yeah. And that's mm-hmm. empathy training is just, is just getting over your emotion. Your emotion is just your opinion. And mm-hmm. yeah. So how, how are you strong enough to admit that yeah. most people aren't? Well, we feel threatened easy. You know, it's like, this is one of the things that I, that I tell people. It's like, when you feel threatened, it's easy. You know, it's like drowning victims will oftentimes, if you're untrained and you swim up to someone drowning, that person might try to drown you just to stay alive. And so if we can't empathize with the fact that there's many people right now that feel trapped and they feel like they're drowning, then they're in a reactionary state, right? It's a the old punk rock lyric of says, we'll grab anything when we fall, right? When you're falling, you'll just reach out and grab. Mm -hmm. And so if I know that you're in that state, I need to empathize with you first, right? I always say the first person to be human in that situation will bring peace, right? But if someone's reactionary and then you're like, calm down, then now you're both fighting. But if someone's reactionary and you can treat them, when you're in that reactionary mind, um, you have the emotional intelligence of like a five-year-old. So I actually learned how to de-escalate actually from a Montessori teacher where you, you don't talk down to them like they're a child, but it's the same principle as a child. So when you're in a tantrum, you're a five-year-old at best. So if I can just, how do you feel? What do you need? Then I can, again, then we're welcoming each other back in. Hey, how are you feeling? Do you need anything? Okay. Well, I'm going to go over here. I'm going to the store real fast. Um, take care of yourself. You know, it's, you can just, you can start making them think in other ways. Yeah. I think your book is great. I want to read it, Matt. Oh, thank you. Yeah. It's a, I have it as a book and then I made it as an online course because some of these things won't ship internationally. Mm -hmm. And then some people learn from video and then some people learn, uh, you know, you'll, I'll give you my website. I'm doing a free course as well. And then um, I also made a coupon for anyone that uh, is listening to your thing. So it will be, it's, uh, I believe it's RV love 20. I'll give it to you. And then any, any of your listeners can get 20% off on the, the online course. Uh, the book is different. I'll be the yeah. first one to sign in. <laughs> uh, so tell us about the online course that accompanies your book. What can people expect? Um, well, they can expect to show up and get little short lessons to stimulate ideas, right? Uh, liberation through limitation, right? So the more I feed you, the more you're in my head instead of yours. So um, it's how do you do word association? And then how do you always flip your script? That's the key, right? 
Um, I'm telling you the story of this thing I'm in love with, but you know, I, it's, it's your mother, right? Like we can all come. It's like, yes, we love our moms, but you could totally complain about your mom. Right. And, um, and it doesn't mean you don't still love your mom. And how many children do you know that have looked at their mom and told their mom genuinely, I hate you, mom. You remember when you were a little, all I try to tell people is like, you're allowed to hate someone in that moment. When you're a child hating your mom, you hated your, you hated her so much. <laughs> And all she did was just kind of send you to your room, make you some food and you'll get over it. But if they harm you, then you're stuck there. Right. And so what all I try, all I'm trying to do right at first, this is the first of three. And so this first one is just to get you back in your body, back in your senses and back into really understanding when you're speaking the truth or your story and knowing how you kind of do that. And then, so the course is that too, it's all of these exercises plus a little bit more and it's just little videos. And so you're looking at five minutes every couple of days and it's a new thing. Hey, do this, do this. And then there's a, an email chain that comes at you as well to always be reminding you to practice because in order to build a habit, you have to show up. And the original name of my website was total BS wellness because I was training professionals. And the joke was everything is BS if you don't practice. So you could go to a million yoga classes and a million guitar classes, but if you're not practicing, you're never going to be good because you cannot buy skill. You cannot buy skill, period. So. No, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> no. So yeah. What message yeah. would you like to leave to our listeners today? I think the thing that I've noticed the most um, lately is um, to learn to do more with less. Um, I've noticed that we keep, we are a corporate and academic culture and people keep trying to gain more tools. I need more tools, more tools, more tools. When actually those tools are cluttering up your decisions, right? When you look at a great chef, oftentimes they just use a couple knives. They don't have a hundred. And so it's like, I, I, and when you look at a, you know, Jimi Hendrix played really just one guitar. And so it's, how do we stop adding tools and realizing that, you know, it's like with, it's funny right now. because I'm, I've been hearing a lot of people talk about all these new breathing techniques. It's like, eh, it's in through the face, out through the face. You're going to either do a slow, fast. <laughs> it's please stop overcomplicating things. So spend time in the practice versus time trying to go off and get your certificates and all these things. It's like, there's liberation inside the limitation and how to spend more time there. Yeah. Wonderful. I love the way you, you put the things in perspective is correct. For example, some of my friends that say, I can't meditate because I have to do these and yeah. these, like yeah. I have to, think about so many things that I have yeah, to keep yeah. my posture like this and my yeah. head like this and I yeah. can't meditate. I said, no, just yeah. relax. Just yeah. enjoy the moment. Enjoy. Yeah. Just show up. You know, the way I, the way I used to clear my head when I was a little ADHD kid was um, uh, I would sit down and I, I wouldn't clear my head. I would think of every question I ever had. And then I would think of every lesson I ever learned. And then by the time I got to about the third, I just couldn't think of anything. And then I was just breathing. <laughs> yeah. Matt, where can we find you and your course online, your book? Tell us 
everything and also the coupons. Oh yeah, yeah. So uh, the course, uh, everything is under the yamasystem.com. It's the Y-A-M-A system, right? .com, or you can go to the journal journey course. Um, either one, you're going to get to the same thing. And I, I tell people, it's like a lot of times people get confused that I do two things, right? I do the journaling and the writing and I do the martial arts, yoga movement stuff, but those are the same. And if I really want people to notice how many attractive people right now are in the news that are going through extreme emotional crisis and know that I don't care how beautiful you are, you still need to take care of your head. And I don't care how great your head is, you still need to take care of your body or you become Steve Jobs just eating yourself up. So the, the whole idea is you are both. And so I teach them both. I refuse to not teach them both. And if you think you can do one without the other, again, that's, that's your story, not the truth, you know? And, um, and I really, I always say, there's no truth according to you, you know, get in there and do the work and, um, and don't take it so seriously, just a little, little bit every, every day. And um, that's it. So the yamasystem.com or go to the journal journey course.com and um, let's do some stuff. I have tons of free stuff. And let me tell you our coupon. Hold on. I wrote it down. Um, okay. It's right here. It is RV love 20. RV love 20. Yeah. It's for 20% off of any of the journaling courses. So um, I can't do 20% off the book, but there is a, there's the journaling course. There's a mindfulness pack where it's also situational mindfulness, kind of the first line of self-defense. And um, it's these little bundles. So anything with the journaling course in it, um, any of your listeners can get 20% off. Wonderful. This has been, it's really interesting because the only people I was ever talking to were people in television or film or in like tactical worlds. And my dream is always to be in the book world. I'm not really an athlete. And I, I just love art and I love writing. And the other stuff was just a big accident. And so this week has been like the opening of me finally able to talk to book people and talk to people that I think and demystify this crazy world of martial arts and fighting and, you know, playing with violence and volatility and like, yeah, let's have fun with it. You know, Matt, you are always welcome to the RV and next time please bring your guitar because I want to go I know uh, <laughs> I'm really shy yeah I'm really shy when it comes to that um I'll play in front of five it's easier to play in front of 500 or a thousand people than it is to just kind of play it's kind of it's kind of weird but yeah I have a couple records out um had a couple record deals love writing songs but that'll be another time don't worry about that We're, it's all about the book now <laughs> okay let's stick with the book <laughs> yeah Thank yeah. you. Thank you very much. Oh, thank you so much for your time. Thanks for letting me in this thing. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe so you'll be notified when the next one is posted. Please rate this podcast and share it with your friends. Thank you for listening. And remember, relationships don't exist. Relating does. Until next time.